Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The loudest, the biggest, the brashest. New York is its own character in every play. The bad thing about New York is the pressure. You're always under pressure. Here are the stories about those plays. It's New York Accent with Damon Amendolaro. I hope it was all in, especially with DZ. Um... To see NBA players who obviously respect the game or respect the women doing it, I feel like it has a fact here, it plays a part with the people who have no idea what they're talking about. And they're like, oh, well, Kobe liked it, LeBron liked it. Brianna Green, a.k.a. Bree Green, has more than a million followers across her social media channels. So she's perfectly comfortable entertaining a big audience. And yet... It wasn't that long ago that she could have never even imagined a day where she became a member of the Harlem Globetrotters. She carved an elite path as a high school standout hoopster in Lexington, Kentucky, and then played college ball at UTEP. After that, she began her overseas career, but a short video that she posted changed everything. It showcased her elite dribbling skills, her handle, and suddenly, it was everywhere, and that's when people started to encourage her to connect with the Globetrotters. Boom, it was a fit, and she became just the 15th female ever as part of the Globetrotters franchise. She handled our interview with Globetrotter-like focus among a noisy outdoor set of courts in Harlem, a part of the city that's created playground hoops legends for decades, where she was helping promote the And One Tour, trying to find new talent and honoring some of the circuit's legends. It's a spiritual successor and one to the Globetrotters, and women's basketball right now is having its moment. So this is Brianna Green's New York accent. Bree, how you doing? Yes, sir, I'm doing great. How you guys? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for dropping on by. This event seems pretty cool. You've got a lot of and one superstars in the mix as well, and one always puts on a tremendous show. So. Tell us about what the event's going to look like today at uh, the Kingdome in in Harlem. Uh, I'm super excited. We were out in Philly a couple couple weeks ago and it had a great turnout. I think it was like 200 people showed up. But this is New York. This is the Mecca. And apparently we have about 500 people who signed up. It could be more. And I'm just excited to see it. You know, it's for the culture, for Anne Warren. Um, and I'm just glad to be a part of it. Lance Stevenson, who's a Brooklyn kid. You got Skip to my Lou. You got a Oh, we got hot sauce. You got the pharmacist. Who else is over there? Shane, dribblers, all these guys. All the legends, the OGs. So Brianna has been a part of the Heart of the Globetrotters, and that's that's a group that puts on the show as well as anybody. 
She was only the 15th female member ever for the Harlem Globetrotters. When you're growing up in Lexington, Kentucky, the Globetrotters come through. What was that first experience like to see them? My aunt took me and my brother when I was about eight years old. My brother was about 10 years old. And I just remember at the time, I didn't see a, a girl on the team. Um, I know that there were girls around, but on that particular team, I didn't see a female. Uh, but I do know that I really enjoyed it. You know, anything basketball related, I love. So I had a blast going, but I didn't know it was going to be in my future. It's just kind of, it's kind of crazy how that all happened. And being on the team was kind of like a full circle mo moment, especially when I got to play back at Rupert. It's incredible. So you saw them come through at Rupp Arena in Lexington, home of the Wildcats at Kentucky, and you go on to your, your high school career in Lexington, then a collegiate career at UTEP, then you play overseas as well professionally, and it's at that point where people encourage you to just start putting out some feelers to the Globetrotters because you had put out some dribbling videos and you were kind of showing off your handle. And yeah. so you you end up going... yeah a ton of time between when you saw them as a kid to when you even have the light bulb go off that maybe you can join the Globetrotters. So when you first start putting out those yeah. videos about dribbling, what's what's the uh, the idea there? What's the purpose? Honestly, it there wasn't any purpose behind it except for the fact that my family and my Facebook friends always wanted to know what I was doing. And at the time, I had just had a knee surgery. So they were just trying to basically checking up on me. So I was like, let me post a video on Facebook so they can, you know, know what's going on. And it, like, blew up. It went viral. And everybody's, like, she tried for the Globetrotters. The Globetrotters saw it. And the uh, recruiter, he reached out, invited me to come out. And honestly, at the time, I was like, like, I knew, I thought the Globetrotters were dope. Like, when I saw them, I was excited. But at the time, I was, like, still in between of if I want to play, like, professionally still. And just because I know I'm super competitive, I was like, I don't know if it's like would be good for me. Like it seems cool, but I don't know. But then like my brother talked me into it and he's like, Bree, this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Like the only one of the few females who's ever played. Like how many people can say they played for the Globe Trotter Finkley coming from Lexington? So I was like, Okay, that makes sense. So you take him up on the offer, which is awesome. And you go from just posting a video just to have fun. So now you have over a million followers between all of your channels and subscribers on social media. So you're completely blown up in the public eye. What is it like to see hundreds of thousands of followers each on every one of your channels to have more than a million followers compared to a time where you didn't even think that video would go viral? <laughs> I know. It is crazy when you put it into perspective because there was nothing I planned for. Um but it just shows you like how kind of how small the world is and how much smaller social media makes the world. Like I have people reaching out to me from like China, Africa. And I've been to like I've been to Africa now, like just because of basketball and the Globetrotters. So I it's just pretty amazing. Like I said, the world's so small and just how social media can bring people together. But it definitely wasn't the plan, but you know, I'm blessed to to be where I am today and I don't know. It's just kind of crazy. <laughs> What's your favorite Harlem Globetrotter prank or moment or trick? It's got to be the the water the water bucket, you know, ring. 
market thing because it's like people always know it's coming they always <laughs> flinch like they always fall for it. it's funny because there's a guy up here who has a globe tonic jersey on right in front of me he has on the curly neil jersey um but yeah i'd say the water bucket get because everybody everybody gets scared knowing there's only confetti in it <laughs> We all we all know there's confetti in it. Everybody has seen the bit a thousand times, and yet when you throw the bucket at them, everyone goes like, "Ah, no, don't do yeah. it." It's amazing. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it's really funny. So when you join the Globetrotters, what's I'm sure there's like classes to learn the history or the lexicon or you know the tricks, obviously. So what what is the the education of a Globetrotter like? Well, so we do go to training camp. Um, that's about a couple weeks. Um, obviously, you need to know how to, they want you to learn how to spin the ball because that's like the most iconic thing with the Gold Crowders. Uh, we do a lot of, I do a lot of PR with them. So I was like an ambassador, advanced ambassador for them. So I know and learn all the history of the Gold Crowders and um, going to school visits and public speaking and all these different engagements. Uh, you just had to have practice, and honestly, at the time when I first started, I'm I still am. I'm like an introvert, and they like Bree wants you to do public speaking, and I was like, no, like I don't. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still like I don't know. It's still definitely out of my, you know, make you get out of my comfort zone, but it's helped me grow a lot. So being with them helped me grow a lot with that. Tell me about living and playing in New York. I mean, of course, the Globetrotters go everywhere, but they're based in Harlem. So how long have you spent time in New York now for, and uh, and what's your vibe? Fun fact, the Globetrotters aren't based in, in Harlem. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, let me give you a lot of history, all right? All right, um, right on. So it came from the Harlem Renaissance back in, like, 1926. The team was based in Harold. Uh, somewhere in Illinois. They called them the Harlem, Harlem Globetrotters because the Harlem Renaissance and the Globetrotters because he wanted to make it seem like they were just traveling the world. Or really, that hadn't even left like Chicago yet. But it sounded nice. Yeah. But yeah, the team actually isn't technically from Harlem. <laughs> okay, interesting. So how much time have you gotten to spend in New York? Like I said, you grew up in Kentucky and then you played uh -huh. your college ball in El Paso. So how much time have you been able to spend at the Big Apple? Um, I mean, I've, I've been here a few times now, like, just because the name Harlem, everybody thinks, like, the Harlem Globetrotters, like I said, are based here. But so we do come here a lot. Um, I've probably been here, I don't even know how many times now, maybe 10 times. But every time I come, it's a vibe. I always enjoy it. Like, it's the basketball mecca, I think, of the world. So being in this environment, being in the culture here, I love it. Tell me about the energy, the electricity that happens at an event like this in Harlem, because New York City loves its basketball, Rucker Park and Madison Square Garden and, and where you are, Kingdom, and all these great outdoor courts all over the city. It creates these great players, both men and women. And so what's the energy like at an event like this in Harlem? Oh, I think the energy is going to be crazy. Like I said, there was about 500 sign-ups. Um, so the energy is going to be crazy. I can already feel it's going to be a dope experience, a dope vibe. Because and like when you think of and one, you do think of, think of New York. You think of Harlem. You think of all these cities. So 
these guys, these ladies, are, they're going to come out here and they're going to try to put on a show because for them it might be their only shot. So why not, you know, take it. So is this to find new and one talent, recruit and one talent potentially? Yeah, so they're going to be taking five, they're going to be picking five guys or ladies um, to go on tour, go on the tour. But like I said, we were just at Philly a couple of weeks ago and they picked five guys from there. And then there was going to keep bounce around the city and city and get the best talent. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus that's awesome. Hey, so women's basketball certainly having its moment right now. The Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, LSU, Iowa championship game. Ratings were off the charts. The NCAA tournament was hugely viewed and popular. WNBA attendance way up. Ratings way up for the WNBA yeah. as well. There is there is really big-time momentum behind women's athletics in general, but also specifically women's basketball. When you see that happening, how does it make you feel? I love it. I'm all for it. I was just at, I mean, I was tuning into the college, which Caitlin Clark, uh, like, she's freaking, they're amazing. Uh, but I was just in uh, Vegas for the WNBA All-Star Weekend, and it was a packed house. And I'm like, yes, it's about time uh, women get respect. I feel like there's definitely a movement going on in the right direction. I think we still have a lot of ways to go. But we're going up, and it's just super exciting to see this from when I was a little girl, and just how people are supporting it and getting behind it. NBA players, like everybody's getting behind it, and I think it's about. <laughs> yeah, it's a really cool. It's a really cool dynamic now where you have these NBA players that are huge stars, and they're. I mean, they're there repping WNBA players. They're supporting yep. them. They're waving towels. They're wearing the jerseys. And then, you know, that brings both sides together and it just kind of builds off one another. So that's got to be that's going to be something that's really a thrill to see both genders kind of supporting one another. No, definitely. And I think when, you know, you, for example, on social media, you'll get the people trolling like, if you post a woman in sports, they're like, oh, who's she? Who's that? Go back in the kitchen. Like, I've heard I've heard it all. But if I feel like when, for example, like, NBA players or, like, Kobe, you know, Kobe was Kobe was all in, especially with Gigi. Um, to see NBA players who obviously respect the game or respect the women doing it, I feel like it has a fact here. It plays a part with the people who have no idea what they're talking about. And they're like, oh, well, Kobe liked it. LeBron liked it. You know, I should follow along too. Let me go tune into the sport. Oh, they're actually dope. 
So I feel like it weighs and has an impact by, you know, Indian players. We just males, period. No doubt. I mean, if you are a basketball fan in general and Kobe says the WNBA is cool, you'd be an idiot to be like, no, Kobe's wrong because people idolize Kobe. He's one of the greatest players ever. So you're right. It carries a lot of weight. With all of your travels with the Harlem Globetrotters, where's been one of the most fun places to travel to across the world? Uh, I mean, I've been able to travel all over the world like literally i think honestly the coolest place i went to and i'm not even speaking as far as like playing specifically i mean just like the experience i'll be seeing was definitely african and pretty cool that basketball is exploding everywhere on earth i mean with joel Embiid and Jokic and uh all all these Doncic, all these great players Giannis are coming to the nba from all over the world you know there's there's elite talent and a lot of fandom all over the world so going to africa must have been cool to see a whole continent that's really really into basketball that's now getting yeah. great players they come from everywhere now it's international it's blowing up you know football soccer it's, everybody loves that piece of over in europe but i feel like basketball it's it's, it's right there it's, it's getting bigger and bigger we feel like it's bigger in the u.s because of the nba but it's growing up well, your event is starting here soon, so I don't want to keep you too much longer, but just let us know when you're on the court with a bunch of and one stars and and you're running, are you sitting back and watching the display or do you want to get involved to do the tricks on your own because you, you've been a globetrotter? Yeah, I mean, honestly, a little bit of both. Honestly, I grew up watching these guys. Like, all this stuff is a full circle mother to me. Like, I was telling my brother, like, we used to go – had all animal mixtapes, DVDs. I would take them. I would try to memorize them, like what hot sauce can you always get smiling. And I would just go and practice. So the fact that I'm here, just out here hanging out with them, is kind of crazy. And even being with the globe trotting and everything, how my aunt took me to my first game, it's crazy. But so I gotta, I'm gonna watch them, but I'm gonna get mine there too, because I can't just not. That's awesome. And everybody that's ever known you and you've grown up with and your family said, Bree's got the personality for being a globetrotter because you've got a little showmanship in you. You're always smiling. You're a gym rat. So it kind of fits your personality. Even though you said you're an introvert, I think being a globetrotter seems to fit your personality, right? No, definitely. I'm definitely an introvert off the court, but when I have a ball in my hand, it's real different. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, the Ad One Open Run is happening today in Harlem at Kingdomes. You can check out Bree on all of her social media channels. Over 600,000 followers on Instagram. That's at Brianna Green. YouTube, Twitter as well. You can find her. Bree Green, she's a star, joins us here on New York Accent. Bree, have a great day today. Thanks so much for joining us. Very cool. Thanks to Bree Green for joining us here on New York Accent. There's no doubt that women's basketball is having a moment. You have some super teams, including the Liberty in the WNBA, and they're setting the league on fire attendance-wise, record television ratings, interest in the All-Star festivities. So the WNBA is definitely benefiting from that incredible NCAA tournament and Final Four and Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese and LSU and Iowa and so many other great programs and stars that stood out during March Madness. 
So it's pretty cool to see that women's basketball has really turned a corner here in the U.S. And Bree Green is kind of part of that, even though she wasn't a standout on the collegiate circuit or the WNBA. She's making a name for herself as a female basketball pioneer in many ways, just the 15th member female-wise of the Globetrotters ever. So it's pretty cool. And she's got a, a huge following on social media, and you can tell why. She's just authentic. She's very warm. She's She seems like a real down-to-earth person, and she's a showman. I mean, she really can do the showstopper with the Harlem Globetrotters and and one, and she knows how to put on a show. So really cool to have her here on New York Accent. You know, last week we uh, we had Charlie Steiner on New York Accent, and it was the week of the Saquon Barkley news where the New York Giants did not come to a long-term deal with Saquon. They offered him. They stood firm on the one-year franchise tag. And so now hands are being wrung, and people are wondering, what do you do about the running back situation? And Saquon screwed the Giants torch their relationship with Barkley forever. And, you know, I'm reminded of an earlier episode of New York Accent. One of the first episodes we taped was with Otis Anderson. And OJ obviously was a Super Bowl MVP for the New York Giants back in 1990, January 1991, and has really solid Canton Pro Football Hall of Fame credentials, over 10,000 yards rushing, multiple Pro Bowls, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Super Bowl MVP. We talked about this on his episode, and that was that there is a number, a slew of running backs in the Hall of Fame right now that are in there without the total yards rushed or the total touchdowns run for, not Super Bowl MVP, than he has. So you'd think that OJ would get really significant interest and momentum into getting into Canton, but unfortunately it hasn't happened to this point in time. And, you know, we were kind of kicking around why, and I think the bulk of it is that his most famous years came with the Giants. In terms of team success, it came with the Giants. The biggest stage with the Giants, but most of his career was in kind of football winter and that was Siberia. That was St. Louis. Remember, the, the Cardinals lost their team. St. Louis lost their team, rather, shortly after O.J. left. I mean, O.J. left during the 86 season, and they were gone just two years later. So there isn't a city that has a football team right now that points to their beloved Cardinals and Otis Anderson to really stump for him. And I, and I think... That is a, a bit of an issue, and the Cardinals never won anything when he was there. They barely made the playoffs, and they didn't win a playoff game, and that's going to hurt you if you know a lot of the voters don't remember these elite moments from you and you don't have a city that's behind you that's kind of carrying your torch. And I think that's why I would advise Saquon Barkley, I know you think you're worth more money. I know that you feel like you got a raw deal from the Giants. But there is an inherent value to being a giant. And don't let this throw you off, off kilter. Don't let this make you so mad that, that you feel like you've got to one-up the giants and you can't ever play for them and you'll show them. 
because ultimately, you know, if you play uh, to me, I would have already settled for whatever multi-year deal the Giants gave him or, or offered him. To me, I mean, it was not worth it to to fold your hands, take your ball, and go home over a couple of million bucks. But if I'm Saquon's agent, I'm saying, hey, there's there's an intrinsic value in being a giant. If one day your numbers are close to Canton-worthy, you'll get a bump because you played in New York. If you play for a winner and the Giants are building something off of last year when they made the postseason and won a playoff game. Hey, that's where that's where you can you can really earn your post career paycheck. And if you want to do television, always good to be a member of one of the New York teams. That visibility in New York, there's plenty of business opportunities. And when you retire, if you go to the Giants Ring of Honor or you're just known immediately as a New York Giant, there's a lot there to be said for that. So worrying about the biggest deal to make a couple extra million bucks to go play for a worse team in a smaller market, to me, is not worth it. And I think about Otis Anderson and his plight and his kind of pleading with us. His plea was... Try to get me into the Hall of Fame right here on New York Accent. I mean, that's what he was saying. I get, try to get me in the Hall of Fame. Try to get these voters to wake up. And if you play long enough in New York, that stuff tends to kind of take care of itself if it's a close one. If in, And if you don't get into the Hall of Fame, you can do a lot of other cool stuff by being in New York. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of New York Accent. Want to thank executive producer Bryce Gelman. You can always find the New York accent episodes on the WFAN YouTube channel. And you can watch all of them via its own playlist by going to the WFAN YouTube channel and check out the videos of how all of our interviews look, how everybody joined us via video to this point in time. And that's been really cool. It gives you kind of a, a different vibe, a different look at everything and the guests that we have here on the show. You can usually catch me weekday mornings on the network CBS Sports Radio, which is available inside the free Odyssey app, the same way that WFAN is as well, or tell your smart speaker to play CBS Sports Radio. Also, all right, that'll do it for us this week. We'll see you next Tuesday with a new episode of New York Accent. This is an original Odyssey series.